Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone. So glad you're tuned in to Calvary Live. You just heard that number that you are invited to call in. It's the call-in number to this program, Calvary Live. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. As we start another week, we find ourselves in the midst of summer. Pray that your summer is going well. This is a time where people are getting away. It feels like people are traveling a little bit more, even though uh, we have high gas prices and plane tickets are high. But I do pray that as you do, you're safe and that you get that time to be refreshed and renewed um, just with your family or friends, and but most of all with the Lord. So if you're listening to us today, give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number and then there's a text line that you can ask a question or give a prayer request. And we are here to pray with you and for you uh, as you call in with your prayer requests. Or you can text them in and your questions at 720-336-0897. So love to converse with you on this Monday, the 13th of June. Love these June days. I love the long days. And um, I love summer. And it's a time... Uh, where uh, we can just be outside and enjoy it. I know it's hot. It's hot in much of the country, much of our listening area. I want to welcome all those along the Front Range listening to Grace FM uh, and up into southern Wyoming. And then also I want to welcome all those who are listening live on Radio by Grace, uh, several stations throughout the country, particularly in the south. And uh, we are so grateful that you're part of the Calvary Live family, so give me a call. Love to talk to you. And and then also uh, those who are listening online as well, even international listeners. Um, we have a listener from Ukraine. We continue to pray for you and for your nation um, in these difficult days that you're in. And uh, we pray for the Christians there. We need to continue to pray. And then also Costa Rica, so grateful that technology connects us together. So let's talk about the Lord. Let's t- encourage each other. Let's uh, lift each other up. Let's go to the Word of God to look for answers that you may have. So give me a call. we got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. want to welcome all those also on the East Coast, Hope FM, Truth FM, those in Idaho, higher, higher Rock Radio, you're a week delayed. That simply just means that you get to call in. We have our conversation. You talk to somebody live, and then you get to listen to it a week later. So give me a call. We've got all open lines. This is your program. This is your show that you have opportunity to call in with a question or a prayer request or to text in with a question and a prayer request. I want to read to you. I was um, you know, thinking about this. Uh, as we had uh, last week our children's festival, our uh, vacation Bible school, it was such a tremendous blessing for us to be out in in uh, the park, a uh, major park here in 
Greeley. It's uh, Island Grove Regional Park. It's where the Greeley Stampede takes place that's going to begin here uh, next week on the 23rd of June, I believe, through uh, July 4th. And I do want to extend an invitation that many people along the Front Range, uh, southern Wyoming, you come to this stampede, rodeos and and, um, different activities. There's a parade and all that. Uh, We'd love to have you come by and say hello and let us know that you listen to us here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Um, come by and say hi if you're visiting with us here in the area. But uh, as we were out there, it just felt good. It, it felt good. It was the first time that we've been out there since 2019 because the previous two years we weren't able to be there because of the COVID pandemic and, and the park was closed. Uh, but to be out there and to be with the kids, we had more kids than ever before. We had several children make decisions for Jesus Christ. We had a wonderful theme that uh, we always develop our vacation Bible schools and uh, the teachings, and it was out of Psalm 139. And the theme of vacation Bible school was fearfully and wonderfully made. And to let them know and to teach them truth that God has fearfully and wonderfully made them. And that is something that children are not being taught. It's something that um, culture, society, uh, the world of philosophy is saying that, um, you know, you're not created by God um, and you're not created the way that he made you. If you do believe in a God, all kinds of confusion that comes. And we want to get our kids established in the truth. So uh, we want to continue to pray for our children. We want to uh, give them the word of God. We want to give them truth such a privilege to be able to do that. So maybe you need to pray for your kids, or maybe you got a question about uh, certain things that we hear in culture, what we hear in our society that we are to embrace. We want to know what the Word of God says. So give me a call at 303-690-3000, the call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, pray with you, encourage you any way that we can. There is a text question that came in. I, I think it's an interesting text question. We'll go ahead and start with that while we're waiting for the phone lines to ring. And one is, um, as somebody texted and said, does desiring heavenly rewards mean that you are selfish? Uh, in other words, uh, is it selfish to desire heavenly rewards? And I've had a few people say that uh, to me that, well, we, you know, uh, just wanting heavenly rewards is kind of being selfish, isn't it? Uh, I don't think that's the hardest scripture at all, because Jesus talked about it, that we should desire to uh, have, uh, you know, those things that are given to us and trusted to us by the Lord to invest those things um, and to be a good steward of those things. And he talked a lot about rewards. He said, uh, that when you pray, that great is your reward as you go into your prayer closet. Don't be like the religious leaders, the hypocrites that prayed on the street corners to get attention and draw attention to themselves. He would go on to say that uh, as you give a cup of water to a child, that uh, great is your reward. He would tell the parable, the mina, and the talents. Uh, Paul the Apostle, in writing to the church, would talk about rewards and how we'll stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And I think I like uh, what I believe it was Warren Worsby that said, that heaven is not just a destination, but it's a motivation. Uh, there are rewards that are going to be given to us. And some of the last words of Jesus speaks about his rewards 
being with us. And so we want to uh, be ones to be investing the things of Christ, um, to uh, invest the things that he's given to us, opportunities to serve the giftings he's given to us. And many of you, you know the saying that what is done for Christ, that's what's going to last. Everything else is going to burn up. And I desire for not only myself, but for you as well, that when we go home to be with the Lord, and and when we stand at that Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ, that we do hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord, and we're going to rule and reign with him. we got such a glorious future that is ahead for us. And so it's important for us to remember that. And and I believe that um, it is important for us to desire those heavenly rewards. I always say invest in the kingdom of God because the rewards are out of this world, and they are, and they will last for all eternity. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the calling number, the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Longmont, where Caesar is on line one. Caesar? Uh, hey, Pastor Jeff. How's it going? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Thanks for calling. Hey, yeah, I, I was just uh, wa- wanting to request um, some prayer. Uh, me and my dog are, are homeless. Uh, I've struggled with addiction in the past and made some bad choices. Um my parents separated when I was young. I was they were Catholic, but I was never really taught anything, um, any kind of godly values. Even though you know they were quote unquote Catholic, and um, God just hasn't opened a door for me. Um, I'm working, and and so yeah, I just I could use some prayer. Absolutely, and Father, I do pray for Caesar. Is is he knows that. Uh, his struggles, the struggles with addictions, and, and Lord, he needs you. He needs your strength. He needs you to just free him from those things that perhaps weigh him down, and and Lord, that he struggles with. You are the God that can do that. And and as he finds himself homeless, his dog right now, that I pray that you would, Lord, just open up the door for him to have a place where he can um, have a roof over his head, that your word says that you supply all of our needs in Christ Jesus, not only spiritually, but you care about him physically and his needs. Um, and I pray that you would work, it, it, that if he's working right now, that he continued the work and um, be able to uh, move forward in those areas. And I just pray for opportunity. I pray for your hand to be upon him, uh, that he would in his community have Christian brothers and sisters that are there to encourage him and just support in any way that they're led. And so, Father, I lift them up to you. I just pray that you would uh, just minister um, to Caesar, provide for his needs, for a home, for a place. And um, I just pray that you would work in his life in that way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll, We'll be praying, brother, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. You bet. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe maybe you got prayer requests. Give me a call. 303-690-3000 calling number. Text line 720-336-0897. It, you know, a big discussion that is in our lives right now and concern for a lot of people as I talk to them is, you know, the inflation and how 
housing here in Colorado, and it's not just here in Colorado, it's in much of the nation, how expensive it is. Um, I have a daughter that's in Florida and, and housing there, and, and, and um, she'll be in the process of uh, getting a, a new apartment in the next few months and stuff. And so we've just been talking to her, and, and it is expensive. It's expensive for my adult children to um, you know, have rent and all that stuff, and many of you are feeling that. And, and just the gas prices and the food prices and the inflation, and it hits all of us. And, and so, you know, we just pray for God's um, provision. We pray for his, um, you know, providing for our needs, and he does care about us. He cares about our housing needs. And I know it's difficult for some of you uh, that maybe perhaps are listening right now, and, and it's hard, and especially when we've got children or those of you uh, I feel for you in, um, that are perhaps single parents, single moms. Um, we just want to pray for you and encourage you any way that we can. But, um, you know, God sees us and he cares about us. And that's what I want us to always remember, um, that he knows their needs. He desires to work in those situations. And um, so give me a call. If you got any prayer needs, love to talk to you about those things. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897, waiting for a call to come in. And uh, as I've said, this is really your show. You have opportunity to call in. And, and uh, maybe you've been wanting to call in, and this is a great time to do it. While the phone lines are uh, kind of quiet right now, sometimes later in the show they get busy. So I'd love for you to grab one of those open lines. We do have all open lines right now. Text line 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. So give me a text. We have a text uh, that just came in. Please pray for my best friend uh, who has been deceived and strayed from her faith. Thank you so much. And Father, you know this individual that texts in this prayer request. And I just pray that you would uh, draw this individual's friend to you. And, and Lord, uh, I pray that you would take the blindness away from them that Satan puts on um, those of the world. I pray that you would soften this individual's heart, um, that they would be drawn to you by your spirit, uh, that um, this individual with the prayer request would be able to speak truth into their friend's life and that they would receive it. So, Lord, we just pray that salvation would come, um, that um, if they weren't saved, uh, if, the, if they're prodigal, that they come home to you and um, and that you would renew their faith. So, Lord, you know the situation, and I just lift this individual up to you that's being asked for prayer uh, for you to work, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. And I think that a lot of us that are listening here today that we have friends, we know people, uh, I'm sure just about all of us, that uh, perhaps have been pulled into the world, that have uh, strayed um, into the world, uh, maybe perhaps have walked away from the church. Uh, we we see it, and it breaks our heart. And uh, it reminds me of what we're studying on Sunday morning. We're going through the book of Daniel. And Babylon came along and took the captives away from Judah, and Daniel and his friends were uh, very young when they were, they were taken away from their home. They were taken away from their families. They were taken away from their inheritance, never to see Jerusalem again. And Babylon's coming after 
um, our young people, our children, our grandchildren, uh, just about everybody. And that's why it's so important that we be praying for our children. Just as I opened up the the show talking about a Vacation Bible School, that we had the privilege to give truth to those kids, to tell them and teach them about the goodness of the Lord and the truth of the Lord, and uh, to be praying for them and with them. And I just want to encourage you in that. I, I know that you know this, but be praying for your family. Be praying for your kids because Babylon's coming after them, trying to take them away, and we see so much of it. And the church uh, needs to be rooted in truth and in love and uh, to be that salt and light. And uh, that's what I pray for our church, and that's what I pray for the churches here in our community, in our state, and in our nation. So 303-690-3000 is the call number. Got a couple calls but let me give you that text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Courtney in Twin Falls, Idaho. Courtney? Hi, how's it going? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Good. Thanks for having me. Um, so, you know, I kind of had more of a of a prayer request as well, like that other guy. And, um, you know, God's, God's done amazing things in my life and, and healed me from drug addiction and took the desire, um, to do drugs out of my heart. And, uh, you know, he got me through a bunch of probation stuff and, and, uh, you know, gave me a family, Mm -hmm. gave me a wife and two kids and everything. And, um, you know, I just, I just, uh, feel like I spiral sometimes. And, you know, when I'm in the word and maybe critical on myself, maybe, you know, feel like, oh man, do I not have enough faith? And, um, right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, you know, doubt about stuff or like, I feel like God confirmed multiple times that, you know, this coffee business that I'm doing is good and is of him. And, and then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit there and doubt it and be like, oh, well, you know, like it's not really good to be, (laughs) to be rich or I don't know. I'll just go off on these things and I'll spin and yeah. I'll be like, God, am I, am I trading this business and in riches just to, uh, you know, forfeit the real calling you have for my life? Like I want to do his will. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I think as you know, you're talking with me and, um, and I'm sure you're very grateful and thankful to the Lord for the wonderful work that he has done his mercy and grace and in, in bringing that forgiveness and, uh, you know, helping you freeing you from addiction and giving you a wife and two kids and now business that's, that is successful. And what can happen is over time, you know, th- there's always a battle. And part of the battle is Satan, who is called the accuser of the brethren, who accuses us day and night. And what he does is he loves to, try to put doubt and confusion into our minds. And I believe that you're experiencing that, you know, that um, none of us are are good enough, worthy enough to receive God's forgiveness and grace, him working in that way. He's a, a merciful, compassionate, you know, full of mercy, you know, abundant in mercy. He declares his name from the very beginning in the book of Exodus, um, that that is our Lord. So I would encourage you, be thankful for that. And, 
as the enemy comes along and says you're not worthy enough, it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle in your mind. Um, you know, should I not be successful in my business? You know, if you're successful, it's because God has allowed it. And just be good stewards of what God has allowed you to have. It, having money is not a sin. Um, it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. And you look through Scripture and you look at that, and I'm not saying you're you know wealthy like Solomon was, but Abraham, he was wealthy. He was the friend of God. David was wealthy. He was you know had a heart after God. Solomon was very wealthy. He had the wisdom of God. You look at Joseph of Arimathea. He was faithful to God, and he's the one that that uh, provided a tomb for Jesus. It is told to us that Joseph of Arimathea was very wealthy. And Paul would say that I've learned to be content in having much and having little. And I think that for you to be thankful is, is important to say, thank you, Lord. I know that that you've worked such incredible things in my life with your forgiveness and your grace and providing a wife and two kids. Help me be the man of God that you've called me to be. Help me to be the husband you've called me to be. Help me be the father that you've called me to be. And then each and every day, and we are called to be thankful, to also pray to be a good steward to what God has given to you, to to um, to just be sensitive to his leading, and you have opportunity. You know, the Bible says, Paul writes in Ephesians, work with your hands that you may have something to give, and you have worked. You have this business, and anyone who starts a business, it's hard work, and if you're successful in that business, is because of God's grace upon you and his provision. So don't feel guilty. Don't don't feel like, you know, I um, you know, this confusion and stuff. Just move forward and where God has you right now, be thankful for that and take take it a day at a time. Day at a time being sensitive to his leading, being thankful and to experience and be at all at his incredible grace and his com- incredible mercy that he's shown to you in your life. Does that help? Amen. Yeah, it does. And, and, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, that set a lot of, of that, that negative voice straight because, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, I don't want to labor in vain, you know, and I'm like, God, are you really building this house? Like, you know, I mean, he keeps showing me and I just, and anyway, I just need to, yeah. Like you said, yeah, be thankful. And, you know, there is a lot of times that I, I think, Lord, why did you put me in ministry? You know, I'm, I feel like, I really do feel like I'm the least of the pastors. Paul would say I'm the least of the apostles. And, and the privilege to be able to minister with those in Colorado, I really feel like I'm the least of the pastors. Why would you do that? You know, I, I, I you know, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the funniest. I'm not the, uh, you know, great orator and all of this. But I stopped worrying about it, and, and now I just enjoy it. And I'm thankful for every single day that he gives me opportunity to just look to him and to, you know, minister, uh, to be a, a good steward of the things that have been entrusted to me and never take it for granted. And I think that's a good place for us to be. But we're not worthy of anything. The only thing, you know, we don't deserve anything, Courtney. The only thing we deserve is hell. I did a good job in deserving hell, but that's part of experiencing his grace and his mercy 
And that's why I think Paul the Apostle just marveled. He was a champion of grace, defendant grace, is because of that, because of that very thing. Uh, because Paul was one that said, I, I, I was the worst of sinners. I, I was an insolent man, a violent man. I killed Christians. Um, but he didn't put his confidence in his flesh. He put his confidence in the grace and love of Jesus Christ. So you stay there and be thankful and um, enjoy the Lord and just be a good steward of what he's blessed you with. Amen. Can I pray for you? Yes, sir, please. Father, I pray for my brother up in Idaho. You, you've done an amazing work in his life and freeing him from just addiction and as a family and a business is that, um, Lord, that you're blessing. And, but the battles come. The enemy comes along and tells us we're spiritual waste, that we don't deserve it, and, and we don't. But we do know that you're merciful and compassionate, full of just um, grace that we can walk and move forward in, in your love. And I just pray that my brother here would just just really experience that, being thankful for what he has uh, received from you, your your forgiveness, your provision, um, a family, two kids. Help him be the man of God, the husband, the father you called him to be, and just to be a good steward of, of what you blessed him with. And each and every day, staying close to you and walking with you and being thankful before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank Thanks, you. Courtney. Thank you so much, you Pastor. Bet. You bet. God bless you. Thank you. None of us deserve anything. The only thing that we deserve was hell, and Jesus came and died for our sins. And so I'm very grateful for that. We got one open line, 303-690-3000, calling number. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Eaton, north of Greeley here. Mike? Hey, Pastor. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. My question's kind of simple. I just hear things like it's been talked about a lot lately, and everyone like says, you know, well, that's something the Catholics made up. But could denying the Trinity, could that affect your salvation? I mean, could that be the ultimate sin? Well, it, 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 there's a problem in that, and, you know, we know that salvation comes by faith in Jesus Christ, who He is and, and what He has done for us. And there are those who come along and they deny that Jesus is you know, God in the person of Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, there's a real problem in that, that he is the Son of God. Um, there are those who have different weird views of the Trinity, um, kind of like that Jesus is separate from the Father, he's still divine. Um, but Jesus said, I do nothing apart from the, the Father. Um, we know that Jesus said, I, um, I do nothing apart from my Father, the Father and I are one. Uh, Philip said, you know, show us the Father that it may suffice us. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So there can be a real problem in that, um, denying the Trinity, which is an essential doctrine of Christianity that's taught in the Bible, um, is going to put you in a place where you're going to be believing in a false Jesus. And, and so it's very important that we understand, as the Bible declares, who Jesus is and that um, you know, he is the Son of God, sits at the right hand of the Father. And um, and it's important because, you know, the Jehovah Witnesses come along and say that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. Or, yeah. You, 
you know, the the Mormons come along and say that he's the brother of Lucifer that was created, a crane, created being. So there's a real problem in that. And it's that's why it's so important that we make it clear that essential doctrine. There are essentials of the Bible, of our faith, and the Trinity is one of them. Yeah, because, like, my daughter is kind of strayed, and I think she says she believes Jesus is the key of salvation. Like, she knows Jesus died on the cross so that we can all be saved. She does that, but she just says, I don't believe that he's God. Yeah. Yeah, and keep talking to her and showing her scripture, and that's going to be really important for you to do, Mike. So, so you know, um, you know, keep praying that God will open her eyes to the truth of Jesus. So you hear the music. we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. We're going to be right back on the other side. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Pray that you're doing well on this Monday. We find ourselves in the middle of June. The days are long. Summer is here. I know that some of you are going to be out traveling and uh, getting away and um you know, one of the things, I, I got a prayer request, and I want to take time to uh, pray uh, that somebody is asking for prayer for their son, Justin, that he and his friends make their first solo trip to the beach, and that prayer for safety and back home safely. And I want to pray for Justin and his friends, because um, those of us who have uh, young adults, that uh, they make these trips. I got my own son that is going to be leaving next week for Montana with some of his friends, and uh, we pray for them. Some There's a group of young adults uh, that were here in the church that are making their way back from uh, the coast. And so, Father, I do pray for Justin. I just pray for him, him and his friends that as they go to the beach that you keep them safe, Lord, that uh, they would go there, and um, Lord, just, just guide them and, and direct them and then bring them back safely to their families. And Lord, for all of us, parents that have uh, our children that are making solo trips, they're, they're, they're driving long distances, like my son and his friends to Montana. Uh, even as I, I see the rains up there in Montana and some of the flooding that's going on, um, Lord, keep them safe. And, and others as well, a group from our church, I know young people that um, just love you and they're coming back and just keep them safe. And and for all of us, for travel mercies, I know there's so many people perhaps right now that are listening that are on vacation or planning to go on vacation in the next few weeks, that you give them travel mercies, um, whether they're driving, whether they're flying, bless their time away, um, and Lord, just uh, keep them under the shadow of your wings and protect them. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Just wanted to pray for that because I know a lot of us that we have, you know, our kids that travel and you never stop worrying about them, do you? 303-690-3000 call in number text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Justin in Loveland. Justin? Hey, Pastor Jeff. Hey, thanks for Hi. holding. Yeah, of course. Um, so I have a question. Um, it's a little contextualized, but I'll try to do my best. Uh, so 
my my wife is currently um, uninsured, and our uh, nine-month-old daughter, she's going to be losing her uh, health coverage in September. And so um, in order to add them onto my um, employer health coverage, it would be roughly like $12,000. And so that's like, it's roughly the equivalent of like a $6 pay deduction. Um, I work construction, and so there's um, – uh, I don't know, I guess kind of a possible opportunity for another position. And uh, I guess I'm just kind of asking if, you know, if this is, you know, I guess guidance for if this could be like a door being closed and, a, and an opportunity for like a door being open. I'm just trying to be sensitive yeah. to God and, and his plan for my life. And that job opportunity, it's uh, they pay for your health insurance and your entire family's health insurance after 90 days. So, um, yeah. 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 And that's, you know, one of the ways that God guides us is by those doors open that, you know, provide for us. And health insurance is really important today. Um, it's so expensive. And so to, to see God opening those doors very much could be, you know, what he is showing you that I'm going to provide for you and to be able to provide for your wife and your nine month old. And so, but the, the, the thing is, is that as we go to him and as we wait on him, he promises that he will speak to us and say, this is the way walk in it according to Isaiah chapter 30. And I, and I believe that as you do that, as you go to him, you, you know, it, it was Isaiah that was uh, and the Lord, they were um, the Lord was indicting the children of Israel because they were going to the world and asking for, uh, you know, help to Egypt, and and it was the Lord that said, "Return to me and come to me, wait on me, and then you'll hear from me." But also, we know that uh, the Lord um, that He'll give you a peace that rules in your heart, as Paul would pray that in Colossians chapter three, and that word "rules" simply means a baseball on empire. He'll make the call, and you'll just have a peace in your heart that, Lord, this is your provision. This job is a great opportunity, and I thank you for that, and I'm going to move forward in it. Um, and um, that peace that just, as he makes the call, is there in your heart to go forward. And and I think he's going I know he's going to honor you because you're wanting to be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And I think it's good that you take the time to pray, but know that um, he'll give you that peace. He'll speak to you. Go to the left. Go to the right. And um, he opens doors that no man shuts, and he shuts the doors that no man opens, right? Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, um, I'll keep praying about it, and um, yeah, I'll keep uh, searching Scripture. And Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, because I've, I've thought for like, for like the past two years, I've thought about making a transition like this, but I think... I was really kind of starting to like make an idol out of work. And so I really have been trying to take a step back and I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to hold tight and, you know, the grass is always greener kind of deal. So, you know, I just yeah. been trying to be diligent. And, and so I, I don't know, maybe this is that, you know, I've been, God has been preparing me for it. And now this, this door right. is closing, you know, or, and so I just, but I don't want to be, you know, taking something that's, that's not there too, I guess. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, just hearing you, Justin, that hearing your heart that, you know, an idol is something that is just going to have priority over the Lord um, that you're really pursuing and 
that's what I want. I want the money. I want the benefits. I want all this. Um, and so I think that sometimes we, it's wise to say, don't want uh, this job to be an idol. I don't want ministry to be an idol because ministry can be an idol. But Lord, to be thankful for your provision and um, he does want to bless. And uh, as you are just sensitive seeking clarity and wisdom. I believe he's going to give you that. And he's, you said something that caught my ear. He, you said that he's been preparing you for it. And now it may be time for that presentation of here's the job. And as he prepares you, he's going to bring you to that point of, okay, I'm going to bless you with this job. And um, you just keep your eyes on the Lord. Be thankful um, and God does bless in that way. And so, um, I, you know, just as you seek that clarity, uh, be thankful um, and just know that the God is good and provides and he opens those doors that um, are just wonderful for us to be able to provide for our family. So, Father, I pray for Justin. I just pray that you just bring him clarity and wisdom as um, maybe perhaps uh, the door is closed on the current job but maybe another door open that will provide insurance for his wife and daughter. I just pray that you give him a peace that rules in his heart. And, Lord, that um, he doesn't want to have this job be an idol. <clears throat> he doesn't want this job to take priority over um, where you have him. But, Lord, that he can see it as a provision, see it as uh, you're just blessing him, that, Lord, that you make it clear to him. You prepared him for this. So as he steps forward and steps out in faith, that, Lord, that you would just be that voice saying, this is the way you walk in it. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor Jeff. God bless. You bet, Justin. God bless you. 303-690-3000, calling number. We do have a open line, and let me give you that text line again, 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live, Pastor Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm usually with you on Mondays and on Tuesdays, and so glad to be with you. We're going to go to Tennessee with Melissa. Melissa? Hi, this is Melissa. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Okay. Uh, I have a question. It's about Solomon. Uh, Solomon, when he lived his life, he lived a good life. He built a temple for the Lord and everything. But at the end, he ended up getting wives from places he shouldn't have got wives from, and he ended up serving other gods. So now that I'm, re- I'm reading the whole, trying to read the whole Bible, and now I've gotten into Proverbs, and I've noticed that Solomon wrote Proverbs. And I was wondering, why would he be able to write a book in the Bible if he didn't live a just life all the way to the end? Yeah, and, and it's interesting because um, you're mentioning Solomon in my own devotion time. And actually, I was reading uh, this morning uh, in my devotion time for First Kings uh, chapter n- uh, 9, I believe. Um, no, actually, chapter 11. And... Solomon, you know, after God had given him the wisdom, the wisdom of God, after he built the temple and he had experienced the wealth of God, it says that Solomon loved many foreign wives and he built altars to them. And 
it says that he did evil in verse 6 in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. We know that the Old Testament said that the king, when when you asked for a king, in the, clear back in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, before they went into the promised land, because God knew that they would ask for a king, that that king is to, number one, not to multiply wives. Second of all, not to multiply gold. And thirdly, not to multiply horses. What did Solomon do? He had 700 wives and 300 concubines, so he multiplied wives. Many of those wives were foreign wives that led him to burn incense and build altars to um, the false gods, the, uh, the gods of Ashtoreth and the gods of Melchum and, and the gods of the Ammonites and Sidonians. And that amazes me because here God had blessed him tremendously and he had the wisdom of God, but he wasn't very wise, was he? Um, when he, you know, towards the end of his life, he um, forsook the Lord. He he got involved in idol worship all because he was so disobedient to the Lord. And so he did write Proverbs. They're inspired by you know, God, to write those Proverbs. He had the wisdom of God, but at the end of his life, he didn't do so well. And he multiplied those things that he wasn't supposed to, and he gave his heart over to those false gods. And and that's a warning to us. It's a warning to us that, you know, just because we know God's word, we need to apply it in our lives. And that's what true wisdom is. Um, it's not just having a head knowledge of the Word of God and of these Proverbs and what the Word of God declares. And it blesses me, Melissa, that you're reading the Bible. And true godly wisdom is not just knowing it, but applying it in your life and getting the Word of God in your heart. And Solomon, you know, I think one of the things that I notice and um, that in chapter 9, after he gave the dedication of the temple, it said it came to pass when Solomon have finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house, all of Solomon's desire which he wanted to do. It's like, okay, I've done all this desire, and, of course, he would go on to uh, write the book of Ecclesiastes where he talks about how it's all vanity, the wives, the the you know wealth, the knowledge, and all of that, and it is vanity, Um there's nothing new under the sun. So Solomon didn't lead such a, a glorious, you know, he, he did at the beginning, he did well, he pleased the Lord, but then he forsook the Lord. So there's a lot of lessons that are in there for us. Yeah, um, so I was wondering why was he allowed to put it in, have a book in the Bible and, you know, he wrote many Proverbs. He had the wisdom of God. It was written down. We do know that Proverbs is inspired by God. Um, so, you know, God used him not because of him, but in spite of him, and just like he uses us. So, you know, David, he, you know, was one that God said that, you know, he, all the other kings were compared to David, but David sinned. David committed murder and he committed adultery. The difference with David is he never gave his heart to an idol. He never gave his heart to a false god. He multiplied wives as well, David did. Um, So God, you know, allowed David to be the greatest king of Israel and made a covenant with him that that, uh, the Messiah is going to sit on your throne from his grace and mercy 
and he used Solomon in spite of him, and he had the wisdom of God, but Solomon did not get away with it, and there were the repercussions and consequences of that, of his sin that came to the nation to his son Rehoboam, that, you know, the ten northern tribes ended up rebelling, and they had a disastrous history um, that led them into captivity by the Assyrians. So um, that's about the best I can tell you, you know, that God used him in spite of them. Okay, so my answer is because uh, he was godly when God had him to write it. Yeah, he, he he pleased the Lord. He desired God's wisdom. God said yes, and God gave him that wisdom. So in Solomon's life, he did write down those Proverbs, and uh, we have them before us in the Word of God, in the book of Ecclesiastes, right. and Song of Solomon as well. Yeah, so. I was thinking that, too. I mean, I hadn't yeah. got that far reading it, so I didn't want to bring it up, but I was pretty sure he must have wrote that, too. Yeah, he did, so... Hey, thanks, Melissa. Good question. All Glad right. you called. God right, bless you. you. You bet. God uses us in spite of us. So, you know, Solomon, interesting. I was thinking about Solomon today, my own devotion, how, man, God blessed him tremendously. But he had the wisdom of God. And, you know, leaders came from all over to hear his wisdom, the Queen of Sheba. And yet he didn't live it. He ended up burning incense to false gods and... um sacrificing to them and multiplying those things that he wasn't supposed to, wasn't very wise. He didn't finish um, very well as you read those chapters of First Kings. Let's go to Nancy in Bowling Green. Nancy? Yes, thank you. You're on, you're um, on Calvary Live. Um, I just have a question. about. I know divorce is a sin and separation is a sin, but mm-hmm. if your spouse is using drugs and alcohol and you've been patient, you've been going through it with them for years and there's no change. Is there like a line to where enough is enough or do you just continue it? Yeah. And that's, that's so hard, um, Nancy, um, because there's a people that are experiencing that. It's not just wives, but also husbands, perhaps. You know, substance abuse, it, it, it it's almost like the death of a marriage. Um, <clears throat> and when there is a spouse that is in substance abuse, the waiting, um, the, you know, all the difficulties that come with it, the, the consequences of it, you know, it is very, very hard. And, the, you know, the Bible talks about biblical grounds, immorality, or if an unbeliever leaves. But I think that this spouse, and here's the thing, Nancy, I never want to say, yeah, there is a line you need to divorce your spouse. Um, it is waiting on the Lord and praying, and waiting on the Lord and praying and seeking the Lord in those in those situations. And it is very, very difficult. I don't want to diminish that at all, but... You know, people will call me and say, well, if I got a spouse that does this, that does that, should I divorce? I don't want them going home and saying, well, Pastor Jeff said that you should get a divorce. This is a time that is hard that you wait on him and seek the Lord and be in a place of prayer. And he knows your situation. It's it's a hard situation to you know, discuss over the radio in a few minutes. But if you have a church to go to, 
you know, the, the pastor, get some godly counsel, someone who's more familiar with your situation to be there to pray with you, to have fellowship with perhaps um, those in the church that can lift you up and support you. That's it is, you know, what um, is very important uh, for you and for anyone who's going through a situation like that. Um, but it is very, very hard and it is very, very difficult. And what we can do is, is pray for you and and ask for God to work a miracle uh, in your spouse. And um, and it's it's a hard place to be. Okay. Father, I pray for Nancy. She's looking for answers. But, Lord, I pray you know her situation, that you would give her the answer. And, Lord, I know that she knows that divorce is a sin. It's not an unforgivable sin. But as she finds herself in a, in a very extremely hard, and I, I, I don't know exactly what she's going through, but you do, that you would speak to her heart, that I pray that you'd work in the life of her husband, that, Lord, that you'd work a miracle. And, Lord, as she's in this difficult place of waiting, that, Lord, um, even as David was in that place of waiting, and I think about his prayer, um, that uh, is something that, Lord, that um, you look to and that you desire to work, that, that from the ends of the earth I'll cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. So I pray that you would lead her to the rock that is higher than I and be a shelter for Nancy and help her to abide in you and your word to get the support that she needs, to get godly counsel in her situation. And I pray that you would work in a miracle um, in her spouse. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Nancy, so sorry. Be praying, okay? All right. Thank All right. You, so much. you bet. Very hard. Chris in Lubbock, Texas. Chris in Lubbock? Yes. Hey, how are you? Yep, I uh, can. Yeah. I'm very well, thank you. Um, I was calling because I had a question about something that I line. Okay. So somebody had told someone else to re examine the word of God because it says nowhere does it condone killing of your unborn child. And then somebody replied to that. They, they're said to be a pastor. It says, actually, the Bible has instruction for how to perform an abortion, according to Numbers chapter 5, verse 11 through 31. Uh, it also says that prayers for God's female enemies to suffer miscarriages, as a, according to Hosea chapter 9, verse 14. And God tells the Israelites to kill every child and pregnant woman in a city. That's Joshua chapter 6, verse 21. Uh, do you have an explanation for those, I guess, that it meant? Well, yeah, Chris, and you, you know, you're, you're probably reading this, picking this up somewhere. There are those who will come along and they'll try to use the Bible to justify abortion or, you know, um, and those verses that you quoted, I'd have to go back and read them to really see what the context is there. But I've taught through the book of Numbers. I've taught through the book of Hosea. I've taught through those books, and never have I seen anywhere where it tells somebody how to have an abortion or 
um, you know, that um, it, it's okay, or um, we know that God talks about and um, gives to us um, the the sanctity of life is very important. Uh, in Jeremiah, he said, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. The world's going to say it's okay to abort an unbade, unborn child. God says for, you know, us to choose life. And then what they'll do is they'll come along and say, well, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, God told them to go and destroy all the, the you know, the enemy. And, you know, one of the things that we can have a discussion on it, you know, later is it's hard to read those things. The Bible's very honest historically, but um, they were those uh, Canaanite tribes that God had been dealing with for 400 years. He told Abraham that you're going to be your descendants in Egypt till I deal with the iniquity of the Canaanites. They refused to turn to the Lord. They they uh, were involved in such great immorality um, and all these other things that were taking place, that great immorality to where they were burning their own children on the arms of Moloch in the Gehenna Valley. And and so they were judged for that, and just as God's people were judged for that. But I, I want you to know that um, what they'll do is is they'll say, well, here's the, you know, the, there's a section here that talks about abortion. God um, tells you know us and gives a clear uh, indication in his word of the sanctity of life, to choose life. Uh, we just had a vacation Bible school. Um, and in our vacation Bible school, uh, we went over Psalm 139 where we were fearfully and wonderfully made. And we wanted them to know that um, they were made by God. Um, even Paul talks about, Jeremiah talks about how he knew them when they were in their mother's womb. We know that it's a life, that even uh, when Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist, we read in Luke's Gospel, and and Mary came to Elizabeth and said, I'm carrying the Christ child, that John the Baptist uh, leaped with joy, it says, um, inside her womb. So, you know, that is a child there. And uh, to to say that God gives a prescription for abortion is not in the Bible. It's not there. Um, I can read those chapters and see it clearly and keep it in context um, that um, as we look at that. So be careful what you're reading. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, Chris. Thanks for calling. Hey, we got a couple minutes. Let's go to Don, Dan. Sorry, Dan in Longmont. Hey, Dan. Uh, no, my name is Stan. Stan. Yes. Thanks I for calling. Before. You're on. I, yeah. Uh, I have yeah, a friend. Go ahead. I have a friend that got her leg amputated, and she needs uh, help moving. And uh, they're supposed to come Friday, and they didn't come. I helped her yesterday a little bit, and they're supposed to come today. They didn't come, and she's just really upset and sad that you know she needs help, and she feels you know like. You know, she's disabled and she can't do nothing. She tried to say that she wanted to pay me money yesterday, and I said, no, the Lord sent me to you to help you, and uh, God has you, and, and he'll take care of you. And I just want to have this prayer request for Debbie to help her move and keep her faith. And uh, she got a she got a prosthetic leg and just, uh, just continue in life because she has no family that's stepping up to help her. And I'm just a friend. Well, you're a good friend. And to call and ask for prayer and, and to help as much as you can. And that's got to be frustrating when, um, you know, you, you have movers or a plan in place and they don't show up and 
you start to get the run around. So, Father, as we have a few minutes left in the show, I do pray for Debbie. I just pray that she get moved and uh, people would be there. I thank you for Stan being there, doing what he can do. And, Lord, that you would provide for her for the move to happen, uh, to be able to unpack, uh, that she wouldn't get any more runaround, uh, that those who say they're going to help, that their yes would be yes. And uh, that's what Jesus said, let our yes be yes and our no be no, and that she would be able to move forward and um, have those that she can depend on, bring them into her life. And I pray that she would get moved here quickly and that you would make it happen uh, very, very soon, very quickly. Provide for her, help her, and Lord, just be with Stan. Help him um, and um, as the friend that he is to be able to do as much as he can. And uh, I thank you for him and his caring for his friend and for Debbie. We just uh, lift her up to you. We just pray for her needs that you would provide in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Pastor Figs. Thank you so much. You bet, Stan. Okay, God we'll bless praying. you, and uh, we appreciate your preaching and your, your helping us in, in, in a big way. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're near the end of the show. We had a good show. So glad that you guys called in, those of you who were able to call in. And, and uh, you know, difficult situations that, p- that people are in, um, but God cares for you and he loves you. And just remember that. And so I'll be back here, Lord willing, tomorrow at the same time on Calvary Live. Looking forward. And maybe you wanted to call today. Um, give me a call tomorrow and uh, text in your questions. And in the meantime, keep looking to the Lord, keep hearing from the Lord, keep trusting the Lord because he loves you. He desires to work in your life in such a wonderful way. Thank you, everybody. Have a great evening. Hopefully we'll talk to you and and hear from you tomorrow. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.